Welcome to the Embracing Brokenness podcast, where our goal is to engage with all of those willing to venture deeper into their transformational journey with Christ. Here's your host and co-founder of Embracing Brokenness Ministries, Steve Adams. There's something I want to talk to you about today. It's a state or a presence, a practice almost, that has eluded most Christians especially over this last year. And it it, it became really, really obvious to me when something happened here the other day that I wrote about in a daily memo. And I want to share that again with you now. But the the topic we're talking about is soul care. You know, when we um, are faced with challenges as we have been in a huge way this last year, at least I know myself, I, I often run to the things that are familiar, the things that uh, sort of anesthetize me a bit from the pain and the issues that are really needing to be faced. And that's not always uh, a state of seeking out God first. And I want to share just this story. It was, it was fascinating. I'm out uh, snow blowing. It's one of our first plowable snows of the year. And I was headed straight down the driveway and there's a fairly major road that, that goes out in front of us here of my house. And I had to shoot pointed straight down the driveway because I had to clear the car first and then to the left was the house. And so there was a number of reasons why I couldn't shoot the snow into the yard until I got past the car. Now, you know, as I just come to the end of the car, uh, the snow, which is just, it's pretty light snow. It, it, it flies straight in and I guess into the street I didn't recognize it right away, but a car or a van was actually driving by right around the same time. I didn't think much of it except, oh, I thought, wow, all right, that might have been close. So I kept going down, and when I got past the car, I moved the chute to the left, and I took care of sending the snow in a different direction until I got to the end of the driveway. Well, by the time I'm down there ready to turn around, I look up, and there's this same van backing up. Uh, right in front of my house. Now, I had sunglasses on. I was listening to a podcast, ironically enough, by Wild at Heart on this same topic, which is why I knew I needed to talk about it today. Uh, And the passenger window rolls down, and the guy in the driver's seat's looking at me, and I took the glasses off, popped my earphones out, and I said, hey, what's up? Thinking sort of like maybe... He needed directions. I'm not sure what went through my, but my mind, but quickly I looked at the guy and if it looks could kill out of a dead man laying at the end of the driveway. <laughs> and I, he said, and he's, then he starts lecturing me about my technique for, you know, throwing snow and how much that just landed on his vehicle and he was all upset and he went, I mean, literally, I, if I would have fought back verbally, I, he might have jumped out of the car. I don't know. That's how crazy it got in no time. Now, there was somebody in the, in the passenger seat in the, the front who just was ducking for cover, almost looked like embarrassed by the conversation. And I thought, well, okay, uh, I'll just apologize. Like in my spirit, I, I sensed something here. And part of it was everybody's on edge. Like I, I have snapped, I have done things and reacted in certain ways during this period of time where I really have to question what is going on inside of me. And I wasn't going to be quick to blame this individual, but naturally it wasn't something I did on purpose, but I didn't offer up any excuses. I just said, well, you know, I apologize. I, I really do. I'm, I'm sorry. And he kept going and going. 
And then finally, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, I am really so sorry. You know, and I just kind of turned. He rolled up the window and off he went. And I thought, man, if that, that could have went bad in a hurry, if, if the Holy Spirit didn't just sort of prompt me to, to take the, I don't know, the low road, the high road, what do you want to call it? Just the road less traveled, right? <laughs> One that, that wasn't going to contest for some right that I had to, you know, fight for the fact that I really didn't intend to throw snow on his car. Like, he wasn't already driving on it. It was already falling out of the air. <laughs> so the whole thing was a little ridiculous, but it did enlighten something. And I thought about it a lot. And I, ju- I just think, for, especially as believers, we just ignore the place in our heart that really requires attention when the chips are down. And, and they're really still, uh, for most of us, uh, I'm in Pennsylvania, but for many states, you still are experiencing, you know, some lockdown, some measure of control over your day-to-day activities. Uh, certainly in this state, restaurants are only at half capacity and, uh, you know, people are struggling still to just survive in some of these hospitality-based businesses. And, you know, even though cases seem to be dropping and there is a little bit of hope of the vaccine in sight, there, there's still a lot of uncertainty for many people right now. And my challenge to myself, and I'm even going to put it out there to you today, is, is to really ask yourself that question. What am I doing to care for my soul? My, my relationship with God is number one, but behind that really close second is my relationship with my spouse and then with others. And it's just notable that that is not an easy thing for us to do well. Now, I also read an article. This is interesting. I read an article, this was on LinkedIn, and it was um, noting that a survey, or actually a, a study that was done for most people that have worked from home, which my wife Colleen has done for most of the time. Now she's back a couple days a week, but it is you know, she works in a mission where the, the community is very vulnerable. And so protecting that community is the most important thing. And she um, is on the leadership team to help accomplish that and has oversight for all the programs in the mission itself. So a lot of responsibility. But Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call add up to probably eight, 10 hours a day and have for some time of meetings sitting in front of a computer. Not an easy thing to do. And this article pointed out the fact that for most people that work from home right now, on an average, it's shown that they are working two and a half more hours per day. Now, before this pandemic, there was a crisis in my view in the workforce of how much time energy is put into our our work, our job, and in many ways, because we link it to our identity, it's all about performance and people pleasing and trying to get ahead and make money, whatever the reason would be, we already had a problem with that. Now you throw the stress of isolation and then working from home on top of it. It's a nonstop level of like craziness that is so hard to manage. And then people work are, are, are even working harder and more hours. And I, I question whether that's even more productive. I'd love to see the studies on that because I think you, we lose effectiveness after at some point on Zoom calls all day long. It's crazy. Uh, I, I haven't had to do as much of it, but totally sidetracked from the place that I thought Embracing Brokenness Ministries would be at this time uh, in, in our life, so to speak. Uh, and I've had to be willing to adjust my expectations. 
and go and do more online and write more and, and produce more of these types of things. And I thought, you know, even a podcast is a, is a different way to try to deliver a message where most of the time Colleen and I would do so in person. So it is a largely a teaching ministry and we were doing it here at the mission. I was going into prison for visits and just a lot of things were planned, including conferences and things that we were planning to do that got sidelined. I say all that because it's still in your life. My, my guess is that you can list off all kinds of things that have changed as a result of you having to hunker down and change your whole position and your strategy for life in general, but certainly for your career. Some of you lost jobs. Some of you have not even been able to function with kids at home, trying to homeschool them and not have them in a classroom. Another whole subject that has really been a tough one for most people. Uh, Soul care, back to it. Really, really important for us to breathe, to take the time necessary to rejuvenate, regenerate, and bring some level of um, perspective to our life and filter that through the lens that Jesus has. You know, there's so much going on. I, I have taken the posture, you know, the contested election, you had a lot of issues last year with social injustice and people raging over that. Social media, to, to in my view, has turned into this mechanism by which people can just sort of uh, punch and hide you know, you, it's tribal, there's just, just division there, and, and it kind of feeds into itself. And, and, and I, I have struggled with knowing how to interact at that level, because I certainly don't want to contribute to the cause, but I also don't want to ignore the need for people to care well for themselves. So we're doing our best to, to, to bring you the messages of healing and, the, and what God has done in our lives and will do in yours, as a way to counter and to become more comfortable with yourself and in your own identity as you seek the best that he has for you. So my challenge, I guess, for this short little broadcast is that you begin to think about how you can do a better job at taking time out in your schedule and making an intentional effort to care for your soul to care for what God has given you as a, as a precious gift. Uh, you know, hope is the anchor of our soul, the Bible tells us. So in this pandemic, hope has been ripped away from a lot of people and hopelessness has taken over in its place with fear and anxiety and, and places that we really aren't meant to go as a Christ follower. So there is one tool I like a lot, and it happens to be by uh, John Eldridge and his team at Wild at Heart. And if you go to uh, your, the app store, you can just put in pause app. And what it does, it sends you a reminder as many times a day as you want to do it, anywhere from a one minute to five minute to 10 minute pause. And it will provide you the opportunity just to take some deep breaths, hear some words of encouragement spoken over you. Uh, he also they also added a, a, an emotional component to that so you can you can be almost it's almost like a crafted prayer for you to help you to deal with the things that we're even discussing today in a better way. So I'd encourage you to go find that. You can go to wildatheart.org. That's another place where they can point you to how to get to the app. Great, great tool for just taking time in your day, be prompted to do that.
So here, here's what I want to do. I just want to stop for a second. I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to enlighten you as to how you might be able to participate in a, in a more intimate relationship with him. And we'll take it from there. Lord, I do not know every listener clearly mm-hmm. on this broadcast and on this bod- podcast. And for me, I, I know that without you, I wouldn't be able to walk through this season. It's just a very difficult one. But I also know that you have a purpose for each and every one of us as believers. And it's not to join the crowds of anxious, anxious individuals and not being able to focus our energies on you and on what you have for us in our life. So I want to pray, Lord, that each one here that hears my voice will receive a special invitation from you to step away from the bedlam, to, to create a space where they can renew their spirit, renew their heart, renew their soul in you, and to chase after what that which is most important, and that is a relationship with you, not the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world is going to be here. It's gonna, this is not going away anytime soon. And Lord, we know that this is not a surprise to you. Uh, we also know you didn't like mandate it upon us, but you've allowed something for each one of us to, to consider in our own lives to get out of the area of lukewarm and into a, a better place with you personally as our Lord and Savior. So Lord, I pray that over all of those tuning in and over my own life as we embrace our brokenness and we pursue life in you. In your name, Lord, I pray. Amen. This was another episode of the Embracing Brokenness podcast. For more information on Embracing Brokenness Ministries or to subscribe to our blog, podcast, YouTube channel, or engage with us on social media, please visit our website at embracingbrokenness.org. Thanks for joining us.